0: Yeah, remember that. So we have very left. Yeah, we weren't using it. We put it toward the mortgage, so it goes over there. Okay, so we we don't mind you doing it. Just be careful. We don't want you being target practice for somebody. So, all right, Father, thank you for the word. We already had a good time, didn't we? So let's just shut it down. And go home, Brad. No. <laughs> Father, thank you for the worship, and I am grateful for Amy and Austin to be here today, bringing Chris with them, Lord. That's just a blessing to me. It really blesses my heart. Thank you for that, Lord. It was great. Thank you for getting Dina's faithfulness. And Lord, we just pray now that you'll help me to get across uh, what you want for your people. Open our hearts, minds, and ears in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, um, I had a message, and it's pretty much, a lot of it's right here on this sheet, you can go home and study it. I like putting scriptures, and, uh, but and I'm, I'm going to maybe hit, in general, some of these today. My original message was the dangers of religion. Sounds intriguing, doesn't it? The dangers of religion. And uh, I'm going to maybe, like I said, touch on it, but the Lord, I woke up this morning, and there's a difference. How many of you ever have insomnia, anybody, or you wake up and... How many knows the difference between when you have insomnia and when the Lord wants to get you up? You know the difference? It's just different, you know. One of them you're rolling around, and, and the other one is just like you just get this tug on you, just tug, tug. And I had that this morning, I was trying to ignore it, you know, and I finally got up. And uh, when I got up, the Lord directed me into this uh, Matthew uh, 4, and I'm like, Lord, what does this have to do with my message, you know, this morning? And then as I was reading it, he just showed me some things that really were eye-opening to me. Maybe I knew them already, but I hope you get blessed by it. It blessed me. So I'm going to tell you, from my perspective, this is fresh off the press for Grace Point. So if he gave it to me, he gave it to me to give to you. It's the Word of God, and um, I I just pray that that we can receive it. So I'm going to start actually in chapter 3 and uh, read from verse, I think it's 43 there. I'm going to read on a little bit about Jesus' temptation, and I'll tie this together. I need your attention. I would be stunned if I was still preaching here at 5 till 12. It would stun me. I don't want to be. I don't want to be preaching. So I just need you to lock in. There's something that you need to know that's going to help you bear fruit. What I want to see in your life, in your life, I want, I want to see us all bearing fruit. And, I mean, I do know something about fruit bearing with the Lord And I know it in this way, it's the grace of God. Fruit bearing comes by God's grace. And any fruit that I produce in my life, really it comes from the Lord. We don't bear fruit because of our strenuous effort, because of our hard works, because of how good we are. And Jeff, even as I was saying, you know, I was praying over you, you know, it's not, you're not earning something. It's God wants to give you this because of His grace, right? In fact, our works can even frustrate the grace of God. Now, is that a reason to live haphazardly or continue to sin just because God's so good? No, it's a reason to live right. Amen? So stay with me, and I want to show you a few things I believe the Lord showed me, and I want to talk to you about fruit bearing. How many wants to bear more fruit for the Lord in all these different directions? You know how I said, like, I, I did. I really was, Lord, I, I don't want to flow in the gifts this morning. I just want to get up. And I'm not going to give And I'm really talking myself out of it. Yesterday. Because I'm, I'm learning to live in grace more and more, you know, and allow the Lord to let, let grace. So I had this day yesterday where I said, Lord, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to flow in your grace today, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and like everywhere I went, I was sharing Jesus with somebody. And, and it was just God's grace. This, I had a guy last night at the bike trail. I went running. I'm, you know, I'm a runner. And I'm down there running. And literally, I'm like, I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to run, enjoy the weather, you know, and like everybody else does, go home and kiss my wife and, and eat dinner, you know. And sure enough, I'm over there, and this cat, this dude just has a, just walks right toward me. I'm like, oh, you want me to share with him, don't you, Jesus? Like, so I just knew immediately, like, oh, you want me to sh-? I knew, like, okay, the gig's up, you know. I don't call the shots, Lord, if you want me to share. So I had a great time. The guy's name was Mark, and Uh, just he he biked he said 60 miles or something that crazy bike 60 miles and anyway he told me a lot about his story he wasn't a believer in Jesus and and uh, we shared a lot he was had drug addictions in his life and all these different things and we had a great time and the Lord allowed me to share my testimony and he let me pray with him now why why am I telling you that because I am determined not to do anything for Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, I am not doing anything for the Lord. I am gonna go biking and I'm gonna mind my business. I'm gonna be good and I'm just gonna go home and you know, and here I am, and just God's grace just got on me, Charlie. And I'm like, and I just it's almost like you know you're like oh, okay, <laughs> you know, okay, Lord, you wanna and it's just so good. I always say, I can't remember who I was talking about this week, Larry. I was talking about Larry. No, I was saying, Larry. Oh, should I say something bad about you, Larry? Should I think of something bad? We got in a fight in an elders' meeting, me and Larry. So, uh, <laughs> it just me. We were the only ones there, so we had a, <laughs> me and Larry. Charlie, Charlie actually made us, you know, stop. You know, but no, I, I was saying, Larry does more good by accident than most of us do on purpose. You know what I mean? Not trying to do good. He just does good. He just has it in his nature. I could try to be nice, try to be good. And there's Larry, just by the grace of God, just being good. I bet you Larry prays for most people in this church every night. But he does, many of you. And he comes in, he just loves people. Just, he just does it. That's just who Larry is. That's called fruit. That's fruit. And we were talking, I think it was an elders' meeting, so somewhere, where anyway, we said, Larry does more. Just, just by accident than most of us do on purpose. And I really think a lot of fruit bearing for the Lord is like that. How many of you really love Jesus? You really love Him? really See, a lot of times, because we love the Lord so much, you ever see a guy lose a girl because he tried too hard? No, we're not going to lose the Lord. Okay. But uh, yeah, I've, I've been that guy, you know? If you just chill it, be cool, she might come around. You know, be too cool for school, you know, kind of, you know, hey, you know, I don't need anybody. Just kind of talk to her a little bit, send her a text, chill out, back up, see what she's going to do. But you nag her, you text her, you get up in her, tell her you love her on the second date. And she's like, ah, I think I did that once. I never saw the girl again. God had Pam for me. He saved Pam for me. But because when we really like somebody, we really love somebody, a lot of times we, 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 we try too hard, don't we? And with the Lord, how many said they love the Lord? I believe you all do. I really do believe you all love God. I really believe that. So we start trying to please God. And the Galatian church, Lord, am I going to preach this or am I going to preach something else? The Galatian church, uh, they, the Bible clearly says, oh, we're teaching Galatians on Wednesday night. You need to come. We just started last Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I'm, we're teaching Galatians. You need to go. I'm teaching on Galatians. But the Galatians church, they received salvation, they received the Spirit, the Bible says, they received Christ by God's grace through faith, right? They didn't earn it, they weren't good, they were pagans, they were pagans, they were going to the temple and worshiping God through sex, Sex? Any kids around, sex, okay? If they would worship God, they would buy prostitutes, have relationships, and worship Doesn't that sound pagan? And they were doing all types of things, and all of a sudden, the grace of God in the gospel comes, and these people get saved, God changes them, they have a hunger for God, all of a sudden, these were ignorant, unlearned, didn't know God from, you know, Adam, didn't know God, and all of a sudden, boom, God comes into their life by grace, Paul obviously is doing miracles, and God gets them, and so... Paul's preaching, hey, just the way that you began, how'd you get saved? Did you try hard or did God save you? God saved you. I, I'm not telling you, I didn't try hard at all. I was running from God a thousand. How many of you women, be honest, you were running from your husband, but he caught you anyway? No. <laughs> Dina, put your hand down. <laughs> or vice versa. What we say, uh... What did my mom say the other day? said she... <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> oh. I where I was at now. Grace. Yeah, just the grace of God. So God's grace overwhelms them and gets them. And so they got saved by an act of God's grace. And all of a sudden, they just said, okay... Paul preached this grace, and then these Judaizers or religious—someone say religious—kind of wrinkle your nose. Religious. religious, religious people came in behind Paul, and they started telling the pagans, "You got to be religious. You got to get circumcised." That doesn't sound fun, does it? It doesn't sound fun at all. You got to get circumcised. You got to obey the law of Moses. There's six hundred, like fourteen of those laws, and you got to do that. And so all of a sudden. All the joy and the fun and the goodness of serving God was just sucked right out of them. Now they've got to be good. What happens when you try to be good? You just keep trying to be good. What happens? Work. It don't work, right? Do you get good? No, You, want, you, just, you fail. Then, then when you fail, and we all fail, you know, I, the, more, the more gooder I try to be, the more badder I am. So when you fail, what, what comes into your life? Condemna- who said that? Pammy. Condemnation. What else? Guilt, shame, all the devil's best tools. And you, so most of the time we just try harder and harder. So they began by the Spirit, and they began by grace, and now they got up, and they started trying to please God, and got under the law, and they quit bearing fruit because they got under the law. And uh, there are signs, and maybe I'll touch some of these. But if you read this list, I was praying this week and I just wrote down, and there's probably, I could add like 15 more, I'm sure, but signs that you've left Grace Avenue and you've gone over into religion. Here's some signs right now. I know for me, I I have signs. I, I start becoming harder on people. You know, the grace, the forgiveness and the grace of God starts easing off. And, you know, I start getting maybe more critical. And, man, when that happens, I know that i got to get back into this grace because it ain't fun being over there in that sour, dour, lack of power in this hour type of position. I don't like being there. I want to be over where Jesus is just flowing out of me like a river because I love God, and I'm just expecting by faith for Him to work. What's that? That Oh, honestly, I prayed for Sonny one time, and I said... Don't be dour. Don't be sour. God's going to give you power in this hour, and I never forgot it. So that <laughs> was it was new when I did it the first time. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> you know, God is lyrical. Oh, let's don't go there. God is lyrical. So so we want to get hooked back up. Who remembers the prophecy I had like maybe like a month ago about staying connected? It's really that's really what it's about because all true fruit bearing. Comes from abiding in the vine, abiding in Jesus. So these Galatians went the other way, okay, and, and they began to try to earn this thing. God wants to give you what you cannot do for yourself. That's what salvation is. Okay, turn over to Romans 7. Oh boy. Maybe I'll get back to that. Maybe that was just for me. We'll see. Turn over to Romans 7. God wants to give you what you can't get for yourself. How many of you would like to share your faith more? Be honest. I would. How many ever get locked up in sharing your faith? Anybody? I'm probably going to say I'm one of the few. God wants to do for you what you can't do for yourself. How many of you want to experience more of God's peace in your life? God wants to give you peace. That's his very nature. And there is a way to experience God's peace. And it's not religion. It's not trying harder. All fruit bearing. You have any kids yet? You guys you guys gonna have any? Can I tell you a secret? How to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to PG this, maybe PG-13. They They think they figured it out? It comes from... Yeah, you do, okay. Who can I tell? Jeff, let me tell you. (laughs) All children come from intimacy, intimacy. That's how fruit comes. When you have children, you have to be intimate. And you have fruit, right? When you plant a tree, you put a seed down there, that seed dies and it springs up and it grows. And then those apples or whatever it is growing, not coming off the vine of the, the branch of the tree, those apples, they're, they're connected, right? Now you cut that branch off of that apple tree, what's gonna happen? You're gonna have a rotten apple, right? It's just gonna wither up and die. Does that apple, does that peach, when you look at it, do you perceive that that apple or peach is going, ah, like childbirth. childbirth. Like, I want to be an apple. Do you you ever hear that apple do that? It's just my apples do that. (laughs) No, that apple just hangs there, right? Doesn't it just hang there? The apple just hangs there and allows the sap From the vine, just to come in and pour in, opens up, and that sap from the vine, which comes from the tree, my father's the gardener, I'm the vine, you're the branches, fills up, and then, man, that apple, if it gets all the nutrients, the water and the the sun and all that comes in on the, and boom, that apple just is a nice juicy apple without effort, right? Okay, because it abides. All fruit bearing comes through intimacy relationship connection doesn't come any other way you will not grow how many have ever tried to have faith for something and the more you tried to have faith the less faith you had anybody i've learned something about about having faith or you know growing your faith or whatever it also comes out of relationship it comes out of lester summerall said joe i know you know lester summerall He said, faith is knowing God, isn't that good? Faith is simply knowing God. Abraham knew God. He was called what? He was called the friend of God. Abraham fully committed himself to God. He fully trusted God. Was Abraham perfect? Didn't he try to pawn his wife off to some other guy a couple times? Didn't he? Twice. tried to, you know, ah, eh, she's my sister, you know, they're going to kill me, take my wife, you know? <laughs> really, the Bible's full of this type of stuff, you know, David did what much worse, right? David was a lot worse, and yet David, the Bible says, God was, David was a man after God's own heart. I'm not excusing your sin, and Bo, don't go home upon your wife off. That's not what I'm saying. You get one now. We're not, uh, not Old Testament anymore. You just get one. Might as well love the one you got. And I know you do. But Abraham was a friend of God, and the Bible says he walked with God. So the things that you want with God, from God, in God, you got to walk with God. And Charlie, this is, this is your line again. How do we walk with God? By faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And it's not just, and I've fallen into this before, it's not just reading the Bible over and over. It's good to do that because the scribes did that. They memorized the Bible. They had it memorized. They could quote scripture. It's good to do that. I got a lot of this stuff memorized. But Jesus said about the scribes that come into the kingdom, says they pull out things both old and new. It's good to have that foundation because the Holy Spirit can quicken these scriptures to you. Amen? He can talk to you through the Word all the time, talk to you through the Word and quick, quicken them. But we need an intimate relationship so when we come to God and we hear His voice, right? I think I really heard the Lord. I even pulled Jeff up first, I mean, he was bugging me about it. It, it didn't come overnight for me to learn when the Lord was talking to me. I had to practice. I missed a few times. I'm sorry, we're not in the Old Testament where if you miss God, they're going to stone you. Okay. We're in the age of grace. If you miss God, what we're supposed to do is say, I'm sorry, I missed it, right? I missed it. I, I, I thought I had something and I didn't. I missed it. But a lot of this stuff comes just from walking with the Lord and learning His voice. He wants all of us in here to hear His voice. In the Old Testament, they gave the law and they were told to keep the law. Do you know what they were told more than to keep the law? You go read Deuteronomy, more than keeping the law, and they were told to keep the law. They were told to obey what? I preached a sermon on it once. They were told to obey His voice. Was there a law about marching around Jericho seven times? Someone had to hear about that. Someone had to be listening to get those instructions because there was no law March around Jericho seven times and the seventh time shout was there. There was no law about that. And so to be led by the Spirit, of course we want to obey God, we want to do good and do these things like this, but to be led by the Spirit, we have to hear. Faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing. In fact, you know how miracles come? According to Galatians, which we're studying on Wednesday nights, Galatians chapter 3, how the Spirit is ministered and how miracles come, they come by hearing with faith. God says something, somebody believes it, and then they act on it, they do. They do you don't start acting on stuff trying to believe by the way you don't act on stuff trying to believe you hear from god and then when you hear from god it brings faith in you and then you decide i think that's god i believe and you act on it sometimes people call they say it's risky or it's hard to explain it is but it isn't you know like you do kind of risk something cuz how many of you be honest, you think God's given you something, but you're just afraid you might get embarrassed, you weren't totally sure. You have to practice it. You, you have to step out and practice it. It could be, folks, I'm not talking about just sharing your faith. It could be, you know, you, know, you John, you believe that you had a word today, that God was speaking to you. Oh, that was a good word. I, I love the word. Take a chance. I really believe this is what God's saying. Or it could be in your finance. could be taking a new job. It could be many different who you're going to marry. But God is going to speak to us. But all this stuff comes through intimacy. And in fact, and I've said it a hundred times, and I'll say it a hundred and one times, people that walk in intimacy with Jesus, do you think they sin more or less than someone that's trying to be religious? They sin a whole bunch less. Religion is what killed Jesus, right? Write it down, read Matthew 23. These guys were religious, they were as religious as, they looked better than anybody. They had long robes on, they sat in the front, no condemnation, we like the front, amen. (laughs) Sandy didn't want to sit in the front this morning. They sat in the front, they had tassels, everybody called them teacher, oh, what a great sermon. That was a beautiful sermon this morning, brother, thank you, thank you. I worked on it for three hours, thank you. You know, just religious, they looked good, probably smelled good, you know, this, and yet Jesus said on the inside they were dead, jealous, envious, lustful. Paul thought he was doing good until that thou shalt not covet came after him. I'm pretty good at keeping these rules, but man, my heart's a mess. Thou shalt not covet. I covet everything. The more you tell me not to covet, the more I covet. So religion is all about looking good on the outside, but Jesus wants this inner transformation where He cleans us in our heart. That's why when you're tempted to sin, or if you do sin, unlike Adam and Eve, or you you, Unlike your natural impulse, rather than run away from God when you feel weak or you feel like you're not doing good, that's when you want to run right to Jesus, right then. Oh, Lord, I sinned. Oh, God, I messed up. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. You want to get right back. You don't want to let condemnation keep you out of the temple. You don't want condemnation to keep you out of the presence of God. Maybe you have a temptation, a long standing addiction, or a problem. You're not going to get free by self-effort. You're going to get free because God's grace is going to come into your life. God's love is going to come into your life. God's presence, intimacy with the Lord, and He's just going to whack that thing off. He's going to whack it off when you take time to be with Him. When you take time to pray, to be in the Word, and just admit your struggle. There's no one here that doesn't need God's grace. Guys, I don't know what you think about me. I pray for God's grace constantly. I was up praying for it this morning. I can be proud. I know that. I can rub people the wrong way. I know that, but I do pray for grace. I know that I need it. I know if I'm going to do anything for God today, tomorrow, the next day, it's going to be Jesus or it ain't going to be, it's it's going to be bad, amen? Let me read the scripture. This isn't the second message that I prepared. This is the third message I didn't prepare. Oh, it's, the other one's really good. You ought to hear it. <laughs> and then, praise the Lord. <laughs> Chapter 7, Romans. Or do you not know, sisters, get this, for I speak to those that know what? The law. Paul is speaking to people that understand the law and how the law works. Understand now. I ain't going to go into it. I don't want to fuss and fight. That. The law has dominion over a man as long as that man is alive. Think about that. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he's alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then, if while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. Think John 8 there. Though she has married another man. Therefore, here's his point, therefore, my brothers, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ that you may be married to another. This is really good news. To him who was raised from the dead, get this, that we should bring or bear fruit unto God. Why are we married to You're not married to the law anymore. You actually died. I know you don't real, some of you don't realize it. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I who lives in you. It's the spirit in you that's leading you to do good. It's the spirit in you that's propelling you forward in Christ. It's the spirit of Christ in you. It's that spirit of Christ yesterday. I'm not doing anything, Lord. I'm going to run, jump in my car and go home and eat my bratwurst and kiss Pam. And the spirit in me is going, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. You spent too much time in my word today. I'm going I'm to overmaster you, Brad. You're going to go over there. It's the spirit in you that leads you. It's the spirit in you that produces the fruit. And it's staying connected to that spirit that's going to cause you to move forward in God. Amen? When you were married to the law, you produced all this evil stuff. When you were married to works, we're talking about works. I'm working. I know people, you're working so hard, you're miserable. I'm talking about to please God. If you go to God for an answered prayer and you're telling God how much you gave and how often you go to church and how good you've been, you are on a bad basis because your conscience is going to start telling you, yeah, 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 but remember what you said about your pastor. <laughs> you haven't prayed for missionaries this week. Right? Oh, you! I asked you to witness to your neighbor, and you didn't do it. All of a sudden, your own works—you're gonna be, you're gonna be backing away from Eden, backing away from God. Like, oh boy, oh yeah, you're right. Your conscience is gonna convict you. You go to God based on what Jesus did for you. You go to God based on His merit because Christ lives in you, and you can go in faith. If you have got something between, you just confess it, Lord, I know I messed up here. If he tells us to forgive 70 times 70, how often do you think he forgives us? If he tells you, you forgive 70 times 70, how many times do you think he's going to forgive you? Do you think that he's going to love more than you can love? You think he's going to forgive more than you can forgive? Yeah. Again, it's not a reason to go live how you want to. Why would you be so stupid to live how you want to? I'm talking about sinful. Why would you do that? You crazy? You want to die? So here's my encouragement to the church today, folks. If you're hungry for the Lord, lean back on Jesus in faith. Lean back on the Lord and begin to trust Him. Practice intimacy with God. Don't just... Go out in the day, bounding out into your day without spending some time with the Lord. Or if you're a night person, then tuck away with the Lord at night a little bit and get your Bible out and ask to talk to Him. Share your life with the Lord. Share your disappointments. Share your sorrows. Share your struggles and don't run away from Him and say, I need an answer, Lord. Ask Him for grace and become intimate. When we don't, we dry up. It becomes very hard. And I want to tell you, and I want to say this, when we do and we get to know God, He will start producing stuff in your life that will flow out of you automatically. You'll, you'll have love for people that you thought were impossible to love. You thought they were impossible to love, and God's love will, but you'll start praying for them. God will change you from the inside out. He is able to do it. You're not too tough a case for God. He's cracked harder nuts than you. Amen? That's hard to believe, isn't it, Charlie? (laughs) Amen. Let me me share with you this, and I'm going to wrap up. We're going to be done early today. Let's get full of God. Let's get full of God. Paul said in Ephesians 3, he says, I want you to know the love of Christ, the height, the depth, the breadth, the width, and the reason I want you to experience the love of Christ is, he says, because then you'll be filled to the brim with God. Then, when you, know, when you know God's love for you, the height and the depth and the breadth and the width of His love, then you'll be filled with all the fullness of God. Then that sin that you are struggling to give up is going to become very odious to you. If it's keeping your walk with God, you know, in jeopardy, you're going to hate it. He's going to give you grace and power to overcome it. We can do that. We can seek the Lord. We can become intimate. And guys, that does mean we do have to surrender things to the Lord. It is always His way. Did you know that? There are things that the Holy Spirit, but He is not going to just beat you up when you go talk to Him. I've had things in my life that took me a while. said, Lord, I'm struggling right here, and I I came yesterday. I'm coming back today. Help me. I got to struggle here, and I really need you because this is a battle for me and I really need help. Please help me." And ultimately, He will help me. But if we say, no, I, I, I don't want to give that up, or no, I don't want to grow, and he, He's not going to make you. But then you're stuck with yourself. Who wants to be stuck with yourself? Haven't you been with yourself long enough to be disgusted with yourself? Am I the only one that ever gets disgusted with me? I don't mean me. I mean yourself. Don't you raise your hand, Connie. Don't you raise your hand. Amy, put your hand down. Ain't ever get disgusted with himself? Me too. I get disgusted with myself. Jesus is the way out of yourself. You ever say, I know you have. I just, you ever say, I hate myself. I just can't stand myself. I hate myself. Jesus is the way out of self-loathing. Let me read this. Because some of my wife struggle with that. As beautiful and as sweet as my wife is, and she is beautiful and she is sweet. She's sweet at home just like she is here. She's not a faker. She's that way all the time. She's always sweet. She only gets mad at me when I deserve it. She is sweet and she's gentle, but she struggled with self-loathing in her life. Inferiority, guilt, not thinking good about herself. Baby, how are you getting out of that? How are you changing? Jesus. If we don't, Here are some signs. I'm not going to give an altar call today. I better not tell the Lord that. He'll make me give one. Lord, whatever you want to do, you're the boss. Here are some signs. Just check yourself, and then I'm going to close. You're ungrateful. You lack gratitude. Do you know if Jesus is with you in trials? Do you know how the Bible says they were in prison and they were beat? I'm almost done. Hang in there. Don't lose me now. Don't leave me now. You're going to be out of here before noon. They were, in, they were in prison and they were beat. What were they doing when they were in prison and they were beat? What were they doing? Someone tell me. They were praising God and singing. They were like the praise and raising. They were singing. They were shouting. They were counting it joy. Don't tell me your trial is what's causing you un, in ungratitude. You're ungrateful. That's yourself. You don't have to be ungrateful. Jesus can change you. You're not beyond the help of God. You're just, you're just ungrateful. Let's change that. Amen? Let's, let's spend more time with Jesus. Let's read the Bible. Let's ask for grace because he's going to give it to you. Uh, you look down on others. You ever look down on other people? I do and I have. That's when I know I'm in trouble. I do. I think I'm better than people sometimes. I said, Lord, jerk a knot in my tail. Don't let me think that. In Philippians, it says you should think people are better than you. You should think they're better than you are. Lord, jerk a knot in my tail. You add burdens to people without any offer to help them. You just throw burdens on people. The Lord showed me that I did that with my wife sometimes, that I throw burdens on her and give her more to do, more to do, more to do, and, hey, I'm going to go run, Pam. I got a 10-miler today, by the way, chook, 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 chook. And the Lord showed me, he says, Brad, you are burdening your wife. And I was. I had to change. Am I changing? Am I getting better, babe? I make the coffee now, doesn't seem like much, but I do, what's that, Hebrews, <laughs> I knew you was going to go there, you add burdens to your wife, but you don't take any off of her, you add burdens to your kids, but you don't ever remove any from them, and vice versa kids, you add burdens to mom and dad, and you don't help them, They <laughs> go, whoa, there they put that downstairs. You think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. You think you're all that in the bag of chips. Here's a big one. I mentioned it. You dry up. When a branch is no longer connected to the husbandman, it dries up. You lose your fruit. You dry up. You cause divisions. If you're divisive at work, at home, at school, I don't even want to talk about politics. Jesus, help me help me. Everybody ever see the fly? Help me, help me. Okay, praise God. Can you edit that out of the video? Can you take that out? You cause divisions. Come on. And there's, there, no, just don't let me touch it, Lord. You act religious to be seen. Now, I, I can fall into this one, you know. You want people to think you're better than you are, right? You want people to think you're better than you are, you excuse, whoo! This is a big one. You excuse personal sin, but you hold others to the letter. Well, my God, you can't believe what they did to me. What'd you do to some? What'd you do to that other? What'd you do to somebody else? What did you do? How much did God forgive you for? Give a little grace here. I hate sin, folks. Don't ever, don't ever think I'm saying sin. I, I, oh, I don't, don't even get me going on on our politicians and because don't even get me going on it. I hate sin. I hate it. But we cannot excuse our personal sin and then hold others to the latter. We boast in ourselves, not in Jesus. I thought about this recently. Paul said, I, I preach Jesus. I said, I-, I need to preach Jesus more. We have no burden for the lost. We have no burden for others. We're very self-focused. When we lose our self-focus, we can become happy. We can really become happy when we lose our self-focus. I'm going to read this, and I'm going to close. One could go on. Self-righteousness does not understand the true nature of grace, nor the true nature of man apart from the saving grace, the saving righteousness of Christ. To understand our place before God as dependent requires humility. Jesus operated in, and he was the Son of God and yet, he was completely humble. And that's where my message from Matthew 3 and 4 starts. Maybe I'll start there next week. Father, I pray for us that... And Lord, I'm right in there, Lord. I'm right in there. Just Brad Kittle is right here with his people. I pray for us that we understand what grace is. Grace, as Larry tells us, Lord, is God's riches at Christ's expense. That means we cannot boast. Arthur Blessed always says, Look, Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Any good thing that we do, Lord, truly comes from you. Paul said, In my flesh, in me, there's nothing good. We need to settle that. Lord, on my own, disconnected from Jesus, there's nothing that's good. Even my goodness is bad, it's a filthy rag. But Lord, you're good. And I want to know you. I want to abide in you. I want to live in your grace. And I pray, Lord, that all of us have that same heart. And We learn. It's going to be something, Lord, that we learn to walk by faith and not by sight. That We're going to be something we learn. But help us all, Lord, to want to connect, to want to change, to want to be all that you have us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. You all have a great day at 6 till 12.